Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show. I've never had it so good sports radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Hey, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. We're excited. We get to talk tonight about free agency with the NBA. And, man, it's been pretty hot since I think it was Friday at 6 p.m. when this all got started. Let me welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley. Sir, how are you? Doing well, Prince. It's, uh, you know, very unfortunate tonight. We want to, I think Tommy's having uh, his anniversary, so happy anniversary uh-huh. to uh, Tommy Pritchett. And uh, and Jason is uh, traveling to Jersey by way of West Virginia. I know he's trying to sneak in and try to see what they're doing, Princess, but that's, that's between us. <laughs> You know, so you hear that from me. Yeah, Doug, let me just go ahead. I know it was your birthday Friday, but ain't nobody going to West Virginia trying to see what they're doing, okay? Um, They're going to be four and eight. I'll give them four wins, Doug. Nobody's going to be sneaking up, okay? Oh, no, he can't hear. All I know is. And K World, you know, he he backed me up on it. Little Spygate going, little Spygate. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm calling Jason just to tell him what you said. <laughs> I haven't learned. Rev, Rev says snitches get stitches. I hadn't learned that one yet. <laughs> Welcome to the show, K World. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for having. Me. Looking forward to. It. Thank you so much for having. Me. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, your your thing keeps jumping back from mute to unmute, and I still hear you. So I was just trying okay. to clear that out. I know you oh, okay. you heard that. Yeah, let me welcome in Will Harris. How are you, sir? Steven, happy Fourth of July, everybody. Hope everyone's doing good tonight. Doing good. Doing yes, good. Sir. Thank you for being on. How you doing, sir? Mr. Larry Tisdale. What's up, fam? How's everybody? Doing good. Doing well, doing well. Listen, y'all interrupted. Yeah. I just had to take a pause in my festivities. So. You had to take a pause in your festivities. I, yeah, I just want to make sure I'm celebrating properly. Uh-huh. Send <laughs> me what's ever in the red cup, Tisdale. Just send it on. There you go. No pictures. No pictures. <laughs> amen, amen. Tony Coleman, how are you, sir? Well, good evening, Princess, and to everybody that's online. I got to give you guys a holiday shout-out. And to my band, Dave Riley, happy birthday. Thanks, fella. I hope you go ball. Happy birthday, Duck. We can say it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Coach. Uh Uh-huh. I was asking, Coach, how how does it feel to be 80? I think, you know, you you look pretty good. uh, <laughs> and, and before y'all got on, she was killing me. But anyway, it just yeah. feels, it, it only hurts when I get up out of bed. Does <laughs> <laughs> they have those chairs now that you know the recliners? They'll actually lift up to get you up. I think 
I'll send you some, you know, I saw them on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I will have to look it up, Princess. <laughs> amen, amen. Let me see who we got here. I think this is Mr. Robinson. Maurice Robinson, how are you? Oh, it's not. Maybe I got it wrong. 0688, give us your name. Okay. Maybe maybe he's not partying with never had it so good tonight. That's all we got then, Duck. No um no Tim Moore yet. Um this is our crew. Yeah, I am surprised with Tim now. <laughs> Tim wants to be uh, a he's, he's downloading some more of that encyclopedia, that's all. <laughs> yeah, he, he's in a re, he's rebooting right now. Give him a minute. Um, all right, so no Jason and no Tommy Pritchett and um, Tim. You know he'll be here in probably in just a moment. And then Mr. Maurice Robertson. Um, did he remember? Doug, what's his number? Because I do have a number, but they're not they're not saying anything. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sending him a, a text. It should be five five seven zero. Nah. That's not him. All right, so we got everybody. We got everybody. Miss Angria early. Okay, <laughs> you know, and uh, we'll try to catch him if he doesn't call in. You know, a little later, we'll try to. I'll try to get off and catch up with him. Uh, I want to start with uh, Will and K World, and uh, we're gonna, we're going to start off talking about the Miami Heat and how they did with the free agency. <laughs> All right, I saw, I saw with Will first, and you can jump in, Kay. Yes, sir. Yeah, I look at the Miami Heat, and look at the team that's been to the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years, took two losses in the championship. So question is, have they peaked with the roster they have now? They lost Max Struess. They lost uh, Gabe Vincent. So those are some key contributors to this uh, finals run. They brought back Josh Richardson, who can probably revive his career since he had the best uh, years a few years ago playing with the Heat. But I think whether they can land a Dame Lillard is going to make or break this free agency. It seems like they're all in on Dame. He's the guy that can probably take this team to the next level. I think they're another superstar away. Uh, Dame, um, Jimmy Butler and Bam should be off limits, but I think anybody else should be fair game. They should do what they have to do to try to uh, add Dame to the roster because I think as you look at this team right now, they've probably peaked and gone as far as they can with the core that they have. So they just need to add this extra superstar to help uh, try to take that next step and win a championship. So they're going to have some competition. I know there's about five or six other teams in the mix for Dame, but I think it's pretty much they're all in on this, and this is going to be the move that makes or breaks them this year. Okay, K. Will, what, what's the word in the street? What you hearing? <laughs> the word in the street is we need, Miami needs a third team to get involved in uh, acquiring Dame Lillard uh, to take on Tyler Hero. Um, seems like Portland um, doesn't want to go that route. So um, Tyler Hero has to be in the uh, uh, has to be uh, in the trade um, process because of his contract, and also um, you know Portland doesn't want to take on that contract, and then also also since Miami. Um, it's, it's, they're cap strapped, really, to be honest with you. So they need a third team to, to come in there somehow, some way, uh, to take uh, Tyler Hero's contract um, and to make that happen. Because right now, you know, right now they all of their money is tied up into uh, Lowry. Um, Will mentioned Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou. 
uh, Tyler Hero and even uh, Duncan Robinson as well. So it's hard for them, even though they do have some draft picks, some draft capital there that they can, um, you know, that they would like, uh, they can get rid of. But Portland wants more. Portland wants more of a, a star-heavy type of uh, trade if it is going to happen. Okay, uh, what about, I've been hearing a lot of rumors about uh, Duncan Robinson. As far as what, Coach, as far as him staying, going? Going and being part being part of a, a trade. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying as well. He's going to be part of that trade because his contract is huge as well. They gave him, I think, $90 million over, I forget how many years it is, but it's a, it's over – I think it's four years, five years. I forget exactly the amount on um, the, the the years, but I know it's a ninety million uh, uh, dollar contract. So they they're going to involve him in the trade as well because Miami's trying to get rid of all you know those those um, those huge contracts. Again, Lowry has a huge contract. Duncan Robinson, um, Tyler Hero, as I mentioned as well. Uh, so there those guys and, and you know have to go in order for Miami to take on that Damon Literal uh, contract. Well, I think it's like $57 million he's due. So, um, yeah, Duncan Robinson is involved in, in the trade talks from what I'm hearing as well, Coach. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to comment on uh, Miami? You know, I don't know if I have a comment, Duck, more than I just want to ask Will or Kevin, um, is, is, is Damian Lillard your number one choice too? And um, and then what are you willing to give up? And I'll start with Kevin. I just kind of want to know that. Yeah, to answer the first part of the question uh, first, yeah, I think Dame is. I mean, he's that guy that you need. You need that. You need a, you need another scorer. I mean, we, that was evident in the um, you know in the finals. They just didn't uh, rely too much on Jimmy Butler. Those other guys, um, you know, Bam. Uh, you know, Gabe, we talked about Gabe, we talked about Mastrews. Those guys aren't guys that um, that can create their own shot. Um, Dame is that guy, and I think that's what Miami is missing, that third guy, that second guy, you know, whatever you want to call him, but Dame is that guy who can create his own shot. Um, as far as um, – I'm sorry, what was the second part of your question, uh, Princess? I, I think I was just thinking, is, is that the missing piece? Is that what you want in oh. order to – Yes, for sure. I mean, I think, yeah, that, we definitely want that um, guy. I know we're going to lose a lot of guys in Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, um, you know, probably Kyle Lowry uh, as well. But uh, I think you do that and you bring some of these other guys and guys who can play those roles as Gabe Vincent did. I think Josh, I think the pickup of Josh Richardson is huge in a sense where it, it, it picks up where Gabe Vincent left off. They're kind of one and the same, to be honest with you. Um, he's very familiar with the, the Miami culture, the Miami um, heat way, if you will. Um, they brought back uh, Kevin Love. I'm not too crazy about that, but it's another body. You know, it's, uh, it's another body there for sure. Um, so um, I like it to answer the question. Yeah, I think Dame is that guy. We need they need another score, you know, to to help uh, Jimmy and Bam out uh, for sure. So I think Dame is the way to go. Okay, Duck. I'm gonna okay, bother yeah. Will Harris. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Want to jump to Tony? Uh, Tony, let's talk about free agency for the Seventy Sixers. Wow, we we got a lot of stuff going on in Philadelphia right now. I'll, I'll, I'll begin by just saying that um, uh, the Seventy Sixers they they signed Ricky Council the fourth. That was one of my guys that I that I, uh, I said was going to be a, uh, a sleeper, and then uh, 
Terquavion Smith from NC State. They signed those two guys. Um, they picked up Patrick Beverly for a one-year, a one-year deal. Um, Niang is gone. Shake Milton is gone. And uh, Jalen McDaniels are gone. Um, some guys that they're looking at right now in terms of trying to replace some of those those guys and those positions are uh, Torrey Craig. He's a six-seven, great defender. He's with the Nuggets. Uh, Derek Jones. He's at Chicago. He's he's a very athletic guard. I can give him some some presence on the perimeter and also coming off the bench. Terrence Davis, also uh, who's coming out of Sacramento, uh, great defensive player. He can shoot the ba- the basketball, um, and uh, he can give them that extra added support coming off the bench. Now the story of the day is our is our bearded guy, James Harden. Um, I think James Harden, once he opted in uh, to get the $35 million, he put the Sixers in a in more powerful position. So now they can take their time. They can think about what they want to really do with him. I think James is kicking himself in the foot a little bit because when you go back and think about the teams that he's already been a, a part of from Brooklyn uh, on over to Houston and all these different teams where he's had an opportunity to get the real big payday. I mean, you know, he could have, you know, 150 million. He could have got, you know, big time paydays, but he opted to take pay cuts. And I don't know if there was things that was promised to him, like behind the scenes that was not put out in the press, but he seems to be really upset now because now when you opt in, um, they're going to like, they're going to drag this thing out. No, no teams really want him. I mean, I can't think of a team uh, that really has the interest to take on a James Harden right now based on the way he's been playing. Um, that's a lot of money, $35 million. Everybody's trying to get, you know, take money off their cap um, right now. And, um, and then he hasn't been playing the best. And then where is he going to play? You know, then, you know, certain teams that maybe he want, he want to go play for, you know, those the ownerships and the and management is like, look, you know, we're not giving up our young players. We're not getting rid of, you know, um, you know our veteran guys. I mean, Daryl Moore is really holding uh, a real high value for James Harden. So it's almost like, look, forget James Harden. We ain't even, we're not even going to talk to you anymore because you're asking too much. We're not giving up all of that for James Harden, a guy that's great turned 35 years old. So I think, and this is my own personal opinion, is that James needs to, like, have a conversation, man, you know, with Embiid and, and and the nurse that came in and the rest of the guys, man, and look, so look, man, you know, let's work. Let's go let's go through this off season and let's work. And let's come back, man. Let's try to make a run at it with the with the new additions that we're gonna have. And I think what Daryl Morey's gonna do too is he's gonna drag this free agency out, watch the summer league go, watch how these guys are gonna play during the summer league. Because they're gonna have a lot of different guys playing on a roster. And then if you remember going back in the 21 drafts, um, the guy name is, and we may have to call Alexa for this, but he, he played at Gonzaga. His name is Philippe uh, Petrzev. Um, and what they did with him is once they drafted him, 
instead of sending him to the G League, he went back overseas and played in the leagues over there to, to get better. So now he's going to come. He's coming. He's coming. He's going to be on the summer league roster, and they're looking to get him on the roster and be ready to play at the stretch four position. So he's another guy, and, and you know all these other guys they're looking at. So it's just a matter of they're going to drag this thing out and figure it out over the summer. That that's the way I see. Uh, okay, uh, want to jump to Larry? Let's talk about the Pacers, Larry. Yeah, uh, you know they they've had yeah, I mean, the Pacers rather did I thought they did extremely well. Uh, you know the steal was, you know it's, it's Bruce Bruce Brown, and I say steal was because I, I I think they did that on a, from an offensive position and a defensive position, meaning that I think they offered him so much money, especially up front, that it didn't allow some of the other teams that were buying for him uh, to get really into the mix. So he his contract is really. Um, uh, uh, loaded for his first year. Um, so Indiana, if he does it, if, you know, if he comes back and he has another year building on what he did last year, you know, Indiana looks really good. And if he doesn't, because it was front-loaded, uh, I think he's expendable or at least, you know, minimal casualty after the first year. Um, and, and then they built on that with, uh, you know, Obi Toppin. Um, I think it was plain to see that Obi didn't fit in at New York, I thought uh, when he started, he was putting up, uh, you know, at 20 a game. Um, I just didn't think that he had enough play time. So I, I think he's starting to uh, see how good he's going to be in this league. And then uh, Halliburton, uh, he signed uh, this huge contract, deservedly so. Um, I, they're one of the teams, up-and-coming teams. And what really uh, makes them strong is, and I know we're not done free agency, is that their bench? Uh, they have a they have a hell of a bench uh, uh, backing up. You still got you know, Buddy Hills over there. Um, I think they just signed a young uh, fella they drafted, uh, Jareth uh, Walker. Um, but you had some uh, signees from last year that will be coming in playing well after their first year um, that had really good years. Uh, the young fella uh, Benedict Mathurin. Um, I think he's in his sophomore year in Nimhart. Uh, I think both of them uh, will potentially be starters uh, this year. Um, so with, the, with, with, with Brown and Toby, I think we look really good. Um, I'm not sure if we have um, – eh, well, we, I think we probably still need another wing player. I know we're really strong at the guard, but uh, hopefully Mathurin and some of these young fellas can uh, produce at that from that position. Okay. Anybody else got a comment about the paces? Okay, we're going to move to Princess. Uh, Princess, how about the Orlando Magic? Yeah, Doug, you know, um, to enter the, the free agency, the Magic had the most cap space, but they decided to spend it on in-house. Um, the only addition they added was Joe Ingles, um, but they really were trying to just keep the core together. Um, they kept Mo Wagner. Um, they re-upped on um, Fultz and Harris, so... Um, it looks like they want to really just kind of focus on um, their core, their their youngsters like Pablo um, Rancara, so for sure, um, and just kind of focus on the core. But um, most of them, are, uh, the, the naysayers are giving them a C for not making any major moves, but it looks like they just wanted to try to see if they can devote their cap space to um, just what they had in-house in and then bring in Ingles. That was the only outsider that they got. 
Okay. All right, I'm going to uh, jump back to uh, Will. Let's talk about those Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, the Hornets are in a rebuild mode right now. I like what they did with uh, locking up LaMelo Ball. He's going to be the core piece of this uh, rebuild. we got to find talent to put around him. Uh, Miles Bridges, he needs to get his act together off the court. I mean, he's a very talented player. Was supposed to be part of this um, building effort that they're trying to do, but he got himself in some trouble, got suspended. We'll see where that goes. I mean, you think he's going to be a free agent next year. P.J. Washington, a restricted free agent. We'll see what the direction they go with him. I think he was another high draft pick that they used trying to build around a mellow ball. I like what they did in the draft, adding uh, Brandon Miller from Alabama. He may not be a big contributor in year one, but looking down the road, you know, trying to build that young core, I think, you know, he'll be a good addition there. They got some good day two picks and undrafted free agents as well. So they're just loading up on young talent right now and trying to help build something into the future. I think they've kind of been a bottom feeder for the last 10, 15 years now. So, I mean, it's time. I think for the first time you kind of look at this young core and say maybe – uh, we have something that we can finally build on and move forward with. But, but again, I think, you know, with uh, Lamelo locking him up is important. You know, he's going to be a, a big core piece of that. I don't think they're in a market where they can attract big-name veteran free agents and add star power that way. So it's just going to have to be continually building through the draft and being smart with their cap space in these contracts. But, you know, hopefully they can finally get it together and see where they go, go in the right direction with this young core that they have now. Okay, let's go to uh, K. World with the New York Knicks. Yeah, Coach, uh, the the New York Knicks they didn't have any draft picks uh, this year, so they didn't do anything uh, in the draft. Um, you know, they uh, they had a couple of guys in free agency. Um, I think it was uh, I think it was was it Will? I think I forget who was talking about the um, the Pacers, but um, you know they traded uh, Ob Top uh, Toppin uh, to the Pacers. Uh, you know, for two second round picks, uh, they lost Derrick Rose. Um, they did. They did sign. Um, uh, they did sign the, the young kid from uh, from Villanova. Um, he kind of brought that crew, that that uh, that crew back together. And um, I can't think of his name right now. Um, why can't I think of his name? Um, uh, signed for four years, fifty million dollars. Um, why can't I think of his name? I had it yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yes, and yeah, he reunited with Jalen Brunson and Jason Hart. Um, as well, and Jason Hart exercised uh, his uh, his option for twelve point nine million. So that that uh, that Villanova Wildcat crew, that 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 uh, that crew, if you will, are back uh, together. Now it's still got a lot to still got a lot to do. You, it's always a head scratch. You never know what you're going to see with um, you know with the New York Knicks. They've been quiet for the most part. Again, as I mentioned, they didn't do anything in the draft. They didn't have any picks there. Um, so. And you know, right now, as as someone mentioned, it's still early in the free agency game. They have some money uh, to use as well, so we'll see exactly you know what they'll uh, you know what they're going to do. Because again, with um, you know with Scott Perry, you know he looks like he's building a, a you know a formidable uh, formidable team right now. They're very young, and that's what he wants. You know, you want to start young and and bring some vets around them um, as well. So. Um, very interesting to see what uh, Scott Perry and the Knicks are going to do uh, for the remainder of the uh, free agency period. Great, great point card, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
let's jump to Tony. Uh, the Pistons, Tony. Well, first of all, uh, about the Pistons, I'm, I want to, you know, uh, begin by congratulating Monty Williams again for, you know, being appointed um, head coach of that organization um, and as the highest paid NBA coach in history. I think, I think it was like $80 million or something like that. Uh, so that's, you know, um, first and foremost, I think that a lot of players are excited to have him and be actually drawn there to play for him too as well. Um, they picked up a guard from um, the Wizards, uh, Monte Morris. He's a veteran point guard, and he's actually a Michigan native. So he's excited to actually go back, you know, to his roots and, and play there for Detroit. So um, that's a good move on their part. Um, he's a pretty decent um, player as well. Um, also, you know, by them picking him up, in exchange they get like a second-round pick um, and, you know, for him as well. Um, and then, like, he averaged 10 points, three rebounds, five assists during last season. He shot the ball at, like, 48%. Uh, from the field, from the uh, from the field, and the three point uh, arc for the Wizards, this trade for them actually freed up about ten million dollars under their under their cap. So now they're looking to try to do something with that. Um, they also did a deal, and they agreed to a deal with the Brooklyn Nets for a sharpshooter Joe Harris and a two future second round uh, pick. Um, one in twenty and twenty-seven with the Mavs, and the other one in twenty-nine with the Bucks. Um, so Harris, he has um, he has a contract now for like twenty million dollars remaining on his contract. So he's going to be, you know, unrestricted free agent after next summer. So they're trying to put them pieces together to go along with the already pretty good young roster that they have. Um, you know, and Ivy, Jalen Duran, and, um, you know, Wiseman, Cade Cunningham, and those guys, I believe, man, they're going to be a uh, a team that, you know, a lot of, there's going to be a surprise team. Uh, uh, surprise in a way that I think they'll be a lot better than what people think that they are. I think Monty will be able to get those guys together. And most of those real superstar guys on the team, They've been playing in the, in the league long enough now to have learned and developed how this thing goes and what we what we really need to do in order to come together and be more uh, competitive and effective in this league. So I'm looking for Detroit Pistons, man, to really come up and and uh, you know start to really you know uh, uh, be known as they used to be known, you know, as a, a viable. Uh, team to reckon with in the in the NBA, and don't forget about uh, you know Marcus Sasser from Houston. He's on that squad now. They drafted him, and I mean they just, they just got a bunch of nice guys, man, guards and front court players that can you know guard and defend on the wings, and they can they got pace. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. So I'm excited to watch Detroit Pistons coming up. And does anybody else think? Uh... Pistons is a playoff contender this year? 
I don't know about this year, Coach, but they're, they're a couple of seasons away from being a contender. You know, they gave Monty Williams that six-year deal, which is which is rare for a head coach to get. So they're saying, okay, Monty, we're going to give you time to, you know, to get this thing together. And, and like uh, you just mentioned, the um, he's got a, lot, got a lot of young quality players. And with the uh, addition of, uh, of, of of Joe Harris as well, that's going to help. Um, even though they have to eat that, that well, I think it's nineteen point nine or twenty million dollar contract. I think it's worth it because you're going to have a vet there. So I say I, I don't know about this year, coach, but the next two three years, where you're going to be talking about the Pistons making the playoffs for sure. Okay, I'm gonna jump back to Larry. Larry, let's talk about uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Well, listen, I think we all need to applaud the, the, the Dallas Mavericks' first move of keeping Kyrie Irving there, um, which is, is never an assured uh, issue with him. Um, this is the first year in a while that he's finally stayed somewhere. So to have him there, we really appreciate it. Uh, but after that, I mean, they've, they've had some great moves. And, and obviously, offensive, uh, offensively, uh, the Dallas Mavericks do not struggle, but they bought in uh, Seth Curry anyway um, to really spread that four. Um, and I think they have four or five players now shooting it over uh, 40% from three point uh, from the three-point line. I think where, where they will struggle or where they haven't been able to address so far um, is a big man down low. Um, now, bringing Seth in um, – uh, at, at the minimum under $5 million, I think that made Tim Hardaway uh, Jr. somewhat expendable with his $17 million contract. So that's $12 million there to see who's still left in free agency, in particular a big man. and need somebody by the rim that could, uh, you know, it, it, that can uh, protect the rim, uh, which they have not had. Um, they also bought in, and I'm not sure, you know, he's a little longer in the tooth than I really first thought was Dante Exum the top five pick uh, when he came out. That was way back in 14. Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to work because he came straight out of high school. Uh, so it probably took him three to four years or maybe even five years to really get his footing playing in Serbia. So let's see what he could bring. Obviously, I think they think they saw something over there uh, watching him um, being able to play uh, at, the, at the point or point guard. So um, I think they did really well uh, with those picks. It, it's time we'll see if we can get a big man in there uh, for Dallas. Um, and again, to see uh, to, to, to see uh, Luca and Kyrie finally have the opportunity because they didn't really have an entire season uh, to gel. To see, I think their struggle was to see who uh, had the ball in the last parts of the game. They weren't able to play together. They were able to isolate, and one or two of them take over but they weren't very successful. So I think a summer off uh, will do them uh, well. And let's see, and I'm trying to think of uh, oh, with Lively, uh, bringing Lively and hopefully uh, can fill that big man. But to have a 19-year-old come in playing, you know, more than 15, 20 minutes even in college, uh, to bring him in and have expectations that he fills that big man role may be a bit too much. But I do believe that he's talented and that the NBA game may be a better suit for him, specifically when not asked to be offensive. So if he has to concentrate playing defense, I think that may be a, a great value to him. So that's where we're at with the uh, Mavericks. Okay. I want to jump with Prince's. I want to talk about Prince's uh, L.A. Lakers. 
Duck, you, you all know that I was really trying to um, will Draymond Green to the Lakers, but as uh, Kevin said every day, for instance, he's just negotiating a, a better contract. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's exactly what he did. But, um, you know, I wanted Austin Reeves to come back. Um, I don't know if I was really keen on D'Angelo Russell coming back. He was almost 17 points in the regular season, but I thought he disappeared in the playoffs, um, averaged around 13 points. But he's coming back, too. And then Hachimura. Um, is coming back, and a shout-out to Alexa. I now know how to pronounce that name. Um, I had to really kind of, you know, look at the the heat. They brought in Gabe Vincent, um, who's averaging about nine points a game. Torian Prince from Minnesota, nine points a game, and Cam Reddish, you know. So no really um, superstars, but maybe this is what the Lakers thought could fill in the roster for them. And a shout-out to Coach um, Hayes. Jay Hayes, his nephew, Jackson Hayes, from the Pelicans, is now a Lakers. I saw him post that and went and and, and took a look at that. So um, they departed with Schroeder, and they departed with Lonnie Walker, who I didn't even hear of until he was shooting the threes in in one of those playoff games. But I don't know. Well, I do know. I don't think that they are um, the best in the West with these moves. Now, did they surprise me and become one of the final four to end up, you know, um, in the NBA playoffs? Yes, but uh, this, this is, I think, is just kind of middle of the road, you know. Maybe it will get them back to the first or second round, but I, I thought I wanted to see a bigger splash name um, for sure. But they they got they did go, come back and get Reeves and make sure and, and get him up. But I, I thought they should have departed ways with, with D'Angelo Russell. But – um, my Lakers are back. Okay, you want well. to let uh, uh, Tim in so we can uh, talk to him about okay. Toronto. All right, let me go to the board. I didn't see him there. Hey, Tim Moore, welcome to the show, sir. Um, glad to be with you guys. I'm sorry I was a few minutes late, but I've been enjoying listening to the comments from Kevin and from Larry and from you and uh, and from uh, uh, my man, uh, Mr. Coleman. So it's uh, been enjoyable. <laughs> All right, Tim, what about the uh, Toronto team? What's happening with them in free agency? You know, I've been um, really sort of that that uh, team. I think one of the great things that they did was they did not trade um, uh, Siakam because uh, there was some conversation that they were they were about to put him on the trading block. I think the brother that is the GM there is actually pretty sharp. Um, they kept Jacob Pertle or Jakob Pertle, uh, the big man, um, which I guess is a pretty good deal given that uh, you know they hadn't had a, a, a true big man in there. They had uh, um, uh, Siakam and uh, uh, oh the other guy who uh, missed most of the playoffs when they run, won the championship uh, from uh, from Africa. Uh, there they've been basically manning the middle for them. So Jacob Pertle was a good move, I believe, for them. Dennis Schroeder, uh, who had been with the Lakers a couple of couple of times, uh, I think adds to. Uh, the loss that they have of uh, uh, my man from uh, Wichita State, uh, the point guard. Um, yeah, yeah, with him getting away, I think Dennis Schroeder was a nice pickup. 
uh, Jalen McDaniels I don't know very much about. But I, I will say that the uh, the Raptors uh, have been a fairly competitive team for a number of years, even before they won the title. They had a problem in the Eastern Division because they, they would come up with the best record in the East and, and couldn't get past LeBron. So they have the, the uh, a very solid solid um, uh, organization. I think with Ananobi and Siakam, they have two uh, legitimate ball players who can who can get you twenty on a given night. Uh, and I think the moves that they made, uh, uh, even though they lost Fred Van Vliet, uh, picking up um, the, the guard was a good move. So Grady Dick, I, I, not one of my favorites, actually. A lot of people really love him. But I saw him sort of uh, disappear in the um, NCAA tournament when he was really being bodied up and, and playing tough D on him. Uh, I know he can shoot the jumper, but a lot of people can shoot when nobody's on him. Uh, so um, I think we we just wait to see what happens. But they do have Gary Trent. They do have Otto Porter. I think they've got a good core. I just don't know if they have enough to really compete for championships just yet. Okay. I want to come back to uh, Will. Let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, it's hard to believe this team was in the Eastern Conference Finals just two years ago and two games away from making the NBA Finals. They've had two consecutive years where they kind of fell back. Um, Trey Young, I think he's still a good uh, player that you can build around. I like the addition of Murray the year before, but they just need more uh, shooting. They're a bottom ten in the league in three-point percentage. So, I mean, Collins left, so that'll be a big loss. They'll have to replace. They haven't done much in free agency yet. So I don't know what they're uh, waiting for because they definitely need to improve this roster if they're going to get back to the level they were two years ago. We're still early in free agency, so I think let me look at the team. we got Capella, Young, and Murray. Uh, maybe to surround that core with some shooters, and I think they can probably be a um, maybe a fourth or fifth seed if they can add the right talent this offseason. Okay. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, K-World. Yeah, Coach. The uh, the Brooklyn Nets has been have been doing some, in my opinion, uh, some some sneaky stuff. But I, I think you know they're. I think they may swoop in. I think they're they're all in with Dame Lillard. I, I think they're they're looking to to try to land him. Um, you know, they drafted. They had three draft picks um, this past draft. They drafted uh, Noah Clowney, twenty first overall. Um, Derek Whitehead, um, 22nd overall, went back-to-back, and Jalen Wilson as well, uh, 51st overall, excuse me. Uh, They signed uh, Cam uh, Cam Johnson uh, to a four-year, $108 million deal. I thought that was um, – first when I saw the number, I'm like, Cam, 408. Then I looked at the market, and I said, yeah, that's about right. So uh, Cam has been, um, you know, been playing very well since the trade from, uh, from, uh, from Phoenix. Uh, so he's been their top guy there. Um, they signed Lonnie Walker um, from the Lakers, gave him a one-year deal. Uh, they also signed Dennis, uh, Dennis Smith uh, Jr. Um, from the Hornets in a one-year deal. I think these are deals that they they would like to have these guys come off the uh, off the bench. We we talked about earlier when we were talking about the Pistons. They traded Joe Harris uh, over to, uh, to to them. Um, they lost Seth Curry um, to the Mavericks, as we talked about earlier, uh, and they traded Patty Mills to to the Rockets. But I think what they're doing. Um, what Sean Marks is doing is he's opening up that cap space, you know, for and you know building some uh, some draft capital uh, as well. 
to uh, to possibly land, uh, land uh, Dame Lillard because they are one of the teams that are mentioned in the, the you know the Dame Lillard sweepstakes, if you will. So um, yeah, so I, I I like what the, the the Nets have done quietly. No big splashes, but some quiet sneaky moves that I think that will pan out for them uh, in the long run. <clears throat> okay, and we we'll go to Tony uh, talking about Portland. Well, first thing I want to say, man, I take my hat off to Chauncey. You know what? What a uh, inauguration he has undertaken. You know by taking over that. Um, which I think you know Portland is a very good team, um, and then the Dame Dollar sweepstakes, as was alluded to uh, just a while ago, Dame Dollar has shaken up the entire league. I mean, you have you know teams that resign guys and. They're, they've been able to keep, you know, uh, veteran, you know, superstars and things of that nature. But when Dame Dollar makes a decision and puts it out, which was just a couple of days ago on Saturday, he finally said, I want to be traded. This guy, top 75 player of all time, NBA all-star, franchise, face of the league, all, you know, so when Dame Dollar speaks, man, the league listens. And he's caused a huge uproar throughout the league. Um, and based on what I've been reading, he has met with the front office, front office people on several occasions leading up to this point. Please, together, I want to contend for a championship. I don't want to really leave Portland. I want to be here. This is the team that I've played for my entire career. I would like to stay here, but I want to be able to contend for a championship. You know, I'm looking at Portland. Portland is one of those teams in the NBA. They have a rich tradition, but they've always been in a small market. And I think it's kind of hard to to uh, draw those big key marquee players to Portland for some reason. They always they're all, they're always able to get like one or two, but to really put those pieces together to be able to compete against what's out there in the West right now, it's going to be totally tough. Um, Joe Cronin, the GM, he said in a statement, he said, I want Dame to stay here. I want We want to keep him here in Portland. And, you know, we're trying to do whatever we can in order to put the pieces together to make us a contender for a championship. But Dame said, okay, I had enough. I went out. Scoot Henderson drafted third player overall in the draft. They took him. Um, they re-signed Jeremy Grant for $160 million over five years. So now Dame is seeing this. He's like, wow, these don't, you know, you sign Jeremy Grant for five years for and give him $160 million, you're not put, you're not looking to bring in and put pieces together because, you know, we're, you know, how much money do we have, you know, to offer, you know, those kind of pieces that you need in order to really contend. Um, and now you have, Miami, Brooklyn, and, and, and Philadelphia are like those three teams that are showing the most interest in trying to, to acquire um, Dane Dollar. I think uh, the favorite is Miami at this point, and we just got to wait to see how this thing's going to play itself out. Um, when you look at Portland's roster, um, I really like a lot of the guys that's on the roster. I love Scoot Henderson coming in. Um, you know, Jeremy Grant. I like Jeremy Grant. You know, they have um, 
uh, Chris Murray that's on that team. Uh, Shaden Sharp is not a bad player, you know. Um, but when it comes to really trying to keep, compete for a championship, they're going to struggle. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You know, Justin Winslow, those guys. Um, so that I think that small market just causes it to be really tough, man, for them to really compete against the big dogs out there. And that's the important story. Okay. Yeah, coach. And just just to add, just to add on to a little bit of the Portland with Dame uh, with with Dame Dollar is interesting. Is he he went out and said he prefers to you know go to Miami Heat. I didn't realize up until that point is that he does he has a no trade clause um, in his contract. So you ask yourself, well, Portland, you ask yourself, does Portland say, listen, we love as much as we love you, Dame. We want to accommodate you as much as we possibly can. But listen, we got to think about our future now. Like, do we send him to Miami, even though you prefer? To go to Miami, what if mm-hmm. the Nets can offer something more, uh, something better? What if the Sixers can offer something, you know, better? You know, we have to go that route. We have to think about Portland before we think about Dame, as much as we love you, Dame. So I wonder if Portland's sitting back thinking about that um, as much as they want him to be accommodated. But um, I really want to know if they're, if, if Miami can't get it done, are they willing to, to, you know, to go elsewhere? You know, I know Jazz has been, has popped up as well. They have, draft picks upon draft picks upon draft picks from what I've seen and they they've come into the mix. So you got at Portland you gotta ask yourself, does Portland really want to look out for Dane before they look out for themselves? Right, right. You make a very good point. And even even um even when they when they're trying to look look out for Portland, you know, and those teams that are showing the most interest, Miami, because you gotta give up a lot to get Dane Dollar. So mm-hmm. I think the only team based on that on that list um, that can actually give up key marquee players would be Miami. You know that um, they would be able to make that trade. Um, I mean, I can't see I can't see Philly giving up a whole bunch of guys. You want to give up some really, you know, you know Maxie and some other guys. They're going to have to go if you want to bring in right. Dane Dollar. Uh, you got to think yeah. about the future. And, um, and sure. you know, Miami could give up Duncan and those Tyler Perry, I mean Tyler Hero, um, you know, <laughs> those guys right. like that. <laughs> you know, not Tyler Perry, but Tyler Hero. <laughs> you know, they could have Tyler Perry. Like that. And then you got Jimmy and the rest of those guys. And, you know, he'll be able to compete for a championship like right away. You're not going to compete for a championship in Brooklyn. You know, it's just not going to happen. Hey, Tony, you know, who, who are you giving it? up, Madea? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown, I got to throw Mr. Brown in there too. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give Madea up. <laughs> uh, hey, we're going to move back to Will because I want to I want to talk about uh, the Phoenix Suns, Will. I like what they did this free agency. They unloaded uh, Chris Paul, which I think uh, that was long overdue. I like the core they have now, acquiring Bradley Beal. So you got uh, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, to build around. I guess the next step is I think they need to add a point guard to that mix. So do you go with the – see what the um, Heat end up waving Kyle Lowry. That could be an option to add a veteran. You got Collison out there. Uh, Derrick Rose may be able to give them a few minutes off the bench at point guard. 
They'll definitely need to add a point guard to a Clay's claw. Um, other than that, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the chemistry works between uh, Beal and Booker on the wings. You got Durant. Can't believe I forgot to mention him as well. So I think with those big four, Aiton, Durant, Booker, and uh, Beal, you know, you got a good core that can make a run now. Just drop in a point guard, and I think you might have a team that can compete for the West. Okay, so you you think that they have the bench to uh, the role players to compete? That'll be a challenge as well. I think it's a top-heavy roster, so that's going to be a challenge. But I think um, depending on how you structure your rotations, maybe you can give guys – I mean, I think Beal and Booker especially, I mean, you can maybe rotate them a certain way and mix it up there. So I think that's the key as well is adding a point guard and seeing if they can build some depth to go along with that uh, core four that they got. Doug, okay. you know, i like to add that um, I, I think that's the problem with adding Bradley Beal. He's, um, he's hurt a lot. And uh, I think Kevin Durant struggles at periods during the season where he is not, you know, ready to go. Um, and, and if they don't have any depth, I think they're in trouble. I mean, the pieces look good on paper, and if they are on the court more often than not. But um, Bradley Beal is a sharp shooter, but he's also injured quite a lot. And he now wants to play some meaningful games. You know, I'd like to see him on the court the entire 82 games. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Good okay. point. You know, I just like to see how they – Where did he go to college, though? Where did he Florida. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah. if he didn't uh-huh. go to WBU, I, we, we had nothing for him. Nothing. It was uh, – Mike concern Tim, you going to get is, your mic cut off. You, you start <laughs> They are great ball players, but um, – there's only one ball. I'm not sure how that's going to work yeah. uh, spreading the court. That's my concern. Um, it's not like one plays off the ball really well, one's a jump shooter. You know, they all play very similar games at the top level, but I'm not sure how that's going to mesh. Who takes the last shot? You know, uh, so let's, that, that waits to be seen. So I've, I've got some, I have some concerns. Okay. All right, let's jump back to uh, K World. Let's let's talk about the the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Celtics, as we know, they're the they're the biggest news. They started everything off, uh, you know, with that trade for um, for uh, Kristaps Porzingis. Um, you know, going to the uh, coming from the Wizards, I should say. Uh, they send you know Gallinari uh, to the uh, to the Wizards. And it's it's interesting because they 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 made a lot of moves here. You know they they also uh, pick up the 25th pick in the draft from the Grizzlies. Um, also the, uh, next year a first round pick from you know from the Warriors as well when they send Marcus uh, not Marcus Smart Marcus Smart went to the Grizzlies excuse me for the Grizzlies. Um, so that's going to be interesting as well. They lost Marcus Smart. Um, I'll get to them and I'll get to him in a minute. Um, but they send you know Ty, uh, Tyus Jones, Gallinari. Uh, the 35th pick overall, and also um, 
Mike uh, Muscala as well. And there's also talks that uh, the Celtics are looking to get rid of Grant Williams. You know, it's some interesting moves being made by Brad Stevens and uh, and the Boston Celtics right now. As far as I know, they brought in Przingis, uh, uh, and you know he's been hurt for the for the most part. They gave him an extension, so it's going to be interesting to see you know what, what's going to happen there. If he can stay healthy and to prepare and to pair him, excuse me, with Al Horford and 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 Williams as well, it's going to be interesting to, uh, to see how that plays out. But to get rid of your your um, you know your heart and soul of the team, uh, Marcus Smart uh, to the Grizzlies, I think it's great for the Grizzlies and great for Marcus Smart to to to, to go where he went because I think the Grizzlies need a guy like that in their locker room. But the Celtics definitely need a guy like that in their locker room, you know, and and they need a presence like that because you don't see that in. Jalen Jalen Brown, I mean Jalen Brown or or uh, Jason um, uh, Jason Tatum. They don't seem like those guys who uh, hold you accountable. And then you have that defensive presence as far as Grant Williams leaving as well. You're going to miss that for sure. So again, some interesting moves by made by the uh, by Brad Stevens and and the Celtics. But you know they got their guy. They they feel like you know he's going to be uh, a guy who can who can be a stretch four. Um, a younger version of Al Horford, I, I, I would assume that's what they're looking at. Um, but we'll see. They, they drafted uh, Jordan Walsh um, as well uh, in the second round. So, um, again, uh, some interesting moves, loud moves, but we're going to see how it plays out down the road. That's just, it's going to be one of those trades and a lot of these moves that Brad Stevens and the Celtics made that's going to be uh, remain to be seen. All right, Tony, uh, talk to us about Utah, Tony. Utah or Sacramento? Utah. Utah Jazz. I don't have a lot to say about Utah Jazz, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> you you didn't like the Collins trade to to Utah? To be honest with you, um, Utah. I really was not up on. What they what they were doing, the deals they were making, and where they are right now at this point. Okay, but do you do you know that they got uh, Collins from uh, Atlanta, and how how do you think they would he he would fit in? Collins, of course, he is a uh, an outstanding you know professional player. He's going to fit in no matter where he goes. I know uh, Atlanta is going to miss him. Um, because he was an integral part of what they were doing there. And I can't see him doing nothing but helping the Jazz uh, increase and become better, you know, as, as a team. Um, and I believe, um, you know, Jordan Clarkson is on that is on that roster along with, like, Rudy Gay. Uh, so they do have a pretty solid well, – they, they, they sent Rudy Gay to Atlanta. Okay. Okay. So they swapped those two guys out. Okay. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So Kessler and Sexton, they're still there, right? Are they still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, like, you know, Utah, I think they'll be solid. I think they'll be very competitive. Um, I don't think that, uh, you know, they're going to be vying for any championship or anything like that, but I think they'll, they'll be competitive and they'll, you know, be, be trying to, trying to get to the point where they can win about 40 games. Um, if they can get to that point, I think that would be good for them, a good achievement for them. Okay, then um, uh, my question to everybody, everybody on the panel, 
was anybody surprised by the John Collins trade to Utah? I definitely I, was. I was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. No, no. I I was just gonna agree with Kevin. I I was I was very surprised because I thought Collins was a very productive ball player for the Hawks, and um, was uh, was a, a building block for their future. But uh, evidently, they didn't think so. Yeah, I, I agree with you too, Kim. I I I didn't understand that because he he did some nice things for Atlanta, and he was part. He played a, a significant role when they uh, almost made it to the, the championship. <clears throat> yeah, okay. No yeah. So uh, I'm going to move right along. I'm going to hit Tim up. See if Tim could tell us about those Pelicans. Oh, New Orleans, huh? Um, wow. That is a, an interesting team. I think uh, we saw this year that when Zion Williamson is on the court, uh, they are capable of beating anybody in the league with the, with the, uh, the roster that they have around him. I think they did well in the draft with Herb Jones out of Alabama. Um, I don't know too much about Cody Zeller. Uh, I think he's the brother of the guy who used to play for, uh, for uh, Duke. Uh, or North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, Tyler Zeller, yeah. North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Um, I don't know very much about his game, uh, but I think I think the first pick was a good one. And I think they um they have pieces that can um that can compete if Zion can stay out of the newspaper and out of the whatever else he's in. Uh and um stay on the court and play you know, actually but he's gotta get in shape. I mean he's 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 too heavy. <laughs> He is too heavy to play, and um, he's, in my opinion, now this is just my opinion, I think that um, he is sort of the poster child for why some guys need to stay in college a little bit, regardless of, of how much of a talent they are. They're not mature enough to have that kind of money in their pocket at, at 19, 20 years old. And I think he's he's kind of showing that because they they've got a shot with him with him at the top of his game with C.J. McCollum and uh, uh, Brandon Ingram and these guys they, Jackson Hayes down there they've got a shot. But uh, now, now Jackson Hayes Tim just went to the Lakers. Okay, that's yeah. right. He got he got traded. Okay, okay. But they've mm-hmm. got Valanciunas in the middle, who's a serviceable big man. He was with mm-hmm. Toronto when they made their big run. Um, Larry Nance, uh, who's a good ball player, uh, Trey Murphy, and they picked up Herb Jones now. I think they're in position to make some serious noise. And I thought Jordan Hawkins was the best player in the draft, and they picked him up uh, out of UConn. Um, I mean, and when I say best player, I don't mean splashy superstar kind of player. I mean the best all-around player, plays both ends of the court, can score, uh, not going to give you 30, 35 a night, but he's going to he's going to be you know exactly what you're going to get, and it's going to be steady. Plays decent decent defense. Um, I think they're in position to do some things if they can keep Zion healthy. But he's got to come in. He's got to he's got to get serious about basketball. He's got to come into camp in shape. Well, I think Zion, can I make a comment? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, real quick, I just want to make sure we blame Prince's because he's when he was down in South Carolina. 
And she couldn't get him with a nutritionist. Yeah, but go yeah, ahead, Kate. Go ahead, Kate. But wouldn't, uh, can, wouldn't, I just say, can I just say the porn star says she's pregnant, too? I just oh, want to well, no. We do oh, not yeah. know if, if that was accurate. We don't know whose urine was on that test kit. John Moran from the same town or something? Uh, no, on the same AAU thing or something? Same uh, AAU. John Moran is, is in Sumter, and, and um, um, Williamson came from the Spartanburg Greenville area. So a little bit, an hour away, maybe you know, hour and a half away from each other. But they did cross paths. They're, you know, they're right here in South Carolina, around that whole area mm. of Columbia. Well, well, that's the same water system. water <laughs> system. The rumor is, though, here's the worst rumor, Tim. You know, everything that you said I think is accurate, uh, but I think this kind of implodes. Uh, they're not happy. The rumors are that they're not happy with him in the locker room. Um, and if he's oh, the yeah, face he of them, that, yeah, that they, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't present himself as a leader. Um, so to your point that, you know, he may need to see some maturity and staying in the school was probably accurate, but they're not very happy with him at all and disregard, you know, this personal issue with this young lady that we're just talking about relationships being built or not built uh, mm-hmm. with his other teammates. So I think right. that's more of an issue. Yeah, the hey, teammates Kate, are complaining that he's bringing too many people to practice. He's bringing his boys on everything, and they don't understand why he can't just focus and leave some yeah. of that at home. Yeah, I've I've heard. You know, that that was the thing that that uh, Paul. Uh, I mean, not Paul uh, uh, Westfall, but uh, uh, Pat Riley had a problem with uh, LeBron down in Miami. It was his yeah. boys around all the time. Hmm. Yeah, and, but and that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> Yeah, Russell Wilson yeah, did the same thing in Denver, and I heard that was one of the first things that the new coach said when he came in was like, "Look, this this is stop right now." You know, you, you can't have Russell Wilson had his own offense. He had his own offense. He had his own offense. I mean, it's, 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 I, that that can disrupt the team, and I I, I didn't know. I mean, I, I had heard that Zion was doing that. Um, and that's why they need veteran leadership. And I think CJ, they thought was going to do that, but I don't know how effective it's been. He can't keep, can't keep the guy on the court. Yeah, he's mm. he's yeah, he's not healthy enough to be on the court with those veterans. So they're not even in the same vicinity most of the time. That's right. I uh, K World, did you have a comment? Uh, no, no, not, not not on the Pelicans. I disagree with everything that everyone said, uh, especially what Tim said as far as the uh, Zion being so young and having that money. I just think, you know, after a certain point, after a certain age, when you get out, you should be appointed like, you know, uh, you know, an advisor, you know, a financial advisor or someone that can give you an allowance or stipend or whatever the case may be. I know that's a lot, but, you know, but you can see how much damage it can cause um, if, it's, if the money is not handled correctly, for sure. Well, it, well, we both know both women gonna have a hand out for uh, whatever. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey! There are rumors Precious. of other women. Precious, you know, Precious, you know they're gonna be trying to get some money, Precious. <laughs> and they deserve to get all that oh, they need yeah. to get. Oh, oh, the, oh, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Even the, the porn star. Yeah, she, she, she called his fiance a thot. 
I was like, my goodness. Oh. Oh. The, the porn star. Tim, you keep mentioning that word. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man. That's well, so not, we we try to keep the rating on the show. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to go to Larry for a cake. Okay, see. <laughs> yeah, let us, yeah, let us digress a little. Uh, OKC. Yeah. Uh, OKC's proud. They're a dumping ground, to be honest with you. Um, They're just taking on everybody's contract. Um, You know, uh, Oladipo, Victor Oladipo is there um, right now. Bertans is there. They took on his contract. Uh, Now, what they did do well is in the draft, they picked up Wallace. Uh, So, you know, I don't think we're going to see the fruits of their labor for maybe three, four years at, at best. Um, and picking up Kate Wallace and Keontae Johnson um, out of Florida in the draft, I think will probably pay off, uh, but not for a while. What I did like is I liked that they, they picked up Patty Mills also. And I believe, no, they don't have Reggie Jackson. Um, uh, they picked up, I'm going to tell you who I really like, and we talked about this last year during the draft. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get an opportunity to play, but Chet Holgram is back, um, and he's supposed to be playing in the uh, summer league, and I saw some, uh, some photos of him. So he put on a good solid almost 15 pounds, uh, hmm. which was an issue, and I know we talked about this with Wimbayama also, you know, when you're at that height, uh, although Wimbayama seems to have sort of a different uh, type of physique. Um, uh, but I think Chet Holgram, and we have to remember, was, you know, one of the most skilled players coming out last year uh, prior to getting hurt. And, and then another pickup that, you know, went under the radar was, and I wish I could pronounce this, I, um, was the European young fella, um, two-time European champ, uh, significant uh, skill set and IQ, trying to pronounce his name here. Yeah, I'm not even going to go get, uh, attempt it. Um, but he's coming over as a guard. So they look like they're building for the future. They're uh, stacking up uh, draft picks. I think they got two second-round picks for uh, Victor Oladipo uh, and some others. So they are a very young team. They're kind of almost, uh, you know, waiting their turn for the next, again, maybe four years from now we're going to really be having conversations if these draft picks and uh, some of these signees uh, uh, come in. And if Chet Holgram, you know, plays like many people thought he was, I think he was the second player, uh, thinks he was, you know, you're talking about the possibility of Gamma uh, in the league uh, without anybody really realizing that he's there. And so I think they have some nice pieces around him, along with, you know, again, Patty Mills and shooters, not to mention the, the assets that they have in the uh, uh, upcoming draft. So I think they did really well. Okay. Doug, I'd just like to talk about Keontae Johnson. He was at Florida, Larry Tisdale, but he collapsed just like um, Darren Ham did, if I'm getting that name correct, correct. And Florida wouldn't clear him to play anymore. So he played a skip last year with Kansas State and um, averaged right, almost right. 20 points a, 20 points a game, um, and got drafted. So I'm, I'm just happy to see the young man um, back and doing so well. Yeah, he's had up for a while with that, I remember. Yeah. Hey, you know something? I'm glad you brought up Chet Holgram. I, I, honestly, I almost forgot all about him. Yeah, me yeah. too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, and it, even if we're picking really up that, that, that muscle weight, 13 or 15 pounds, he's still very – he didn't have any girth. I mean, he's still very – Small. Yeah, 
And, and what's funny be. is if you look at his body in Wimbayama, Wimbayama is, is taller than him, but seems to be a little more fluid. It's it's like they're just a, a different build. Well, well, I'm I'm sure that uh, Tony and uh, Larry, you remember Sean Bradley? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. wow. I digress. Okay. All right. Yeah, don't go through that one again. He already took a year off. <laughs> I had to, I'll take going to Princess. I want to talk about the Nuggets, Princess. Um, you know what, Duck? I, I secretly didn't want the Nuggets to get any better or do a whole lot. Um, uh, you know, they just won the championship. Sit down somewhere. But um, they lost their sixth and seventh man in rotation in Brown and Jeff Green. And they kept Reggie Jackson. I think more than anything, their problem is, is that um, they they uh, don't have a whole lot of cap space for a lot of reasons. They're sitting on just nine million in that. But um, let's see what they can do. But they they did pick up um, Reggie Jackson's contract, but lost Jeff Green and Bruce Brown. Yeah, and, you, you know, know they thought that. Yeah, they thought that Jeff Green. Uh, they really didn't want to lose him. So yeah. I mean. Jeff- Jeff Green's been everywhere, man. He's he probably got about yeah. four or five more teams that he probably didn't copy the league. Where did he hmm. play college? Was it Georgetown? Yeah, I think so. Georgetown, yes. Okay. Yeah, Princess. Yeah, he was Georgetown. We turned West Virginia turned him away. But anyway, um, <laughs> he wasn't coming down. He was not going okay. to the mountains. You know, I I didn't quite I didn't quite understand that move that Denver made. I, I thought they were a pretty pretty solid team all the way up and down their roster. And letting mm-hmm. Bruce Brown go and keeping Reggie, um, just Huge. I didn't understand that. Yeah, uh, because Reggie Reggie has been so many. Reggie Jackson has been in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. And his style of play, to me, is he's a, he's, he's a, he can score, but that's mm-hmm. what he does. I mean, he's a gun. And they seem to play really good team ball, and Bruce Brown seemed to fit them so well. Um, I, I, I was puzzled by that move. Yeah, I think it had to do with the two-year, $45 million deal that uh, Bruce Brown got and his post when they got Reggie Jackson for two years, ten and a half, ten, ten million. I think that had a lot to do with it as well. Yeah, but the critics said that Bruce Brown's sitting at 26 years and, and they're keeping Reggie Jackson at 33 years old. I, I, yeah, it just seemed like um, um, kind of weird that that's where they went. Yeah. Okay. All right, I want to uh, come to Will and talk to Will about the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. It's an interesting situation. I mean, I think they were the one overall seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Gianna's injury kind of set them back. They struggled with the Miami Heat and got bounced in the first round and fired their coach after they won a championship a couple of years ago. So we'll see what direction they go. I think first first things first, they retain the guys they had to keep, uh, Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton. I think that's part of their championship core that you want to keep together and uh, build around. They added some shooting with uh, Malik Beasley, so that'll give him additional score. To add to that, uh, Giannis, you know, he's a superstar uh, at this point in his career. Their roster's getting a little bit old on the older side, though. I mean, got a bunch of guys approaching those mid to late 30s, so I, mean, I think their window is now. they got to be able to capitalize. So I think this team could use a youth infusion at some point, but 
for now, while they're in this championship window, I think they'll be right back uh, contending in the East again this year. Yeah, I, I thought they hurt themselves by losing one a uh, future all-star in Javon Carter. So, <laughs> where, where did he go to school, though? Oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I'll get ready to go to uh, K-World. Let's talk about them Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, Coach, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they, they haven't made a, a lot of noise. I mean, they made some noise, but kind of questionable with these contracts. They they got a lot of uh, role players, if you will, bench guys. But I, I think what these teams are, you're starting to see is they're, they're starting to follow the blueprint of the Denver Nuggets and kind of so much of the, 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 the Miami Heat is you're going to need a deep bench or you're going to need a quality bench in order to, to get far in the uh, – in the playoffs, we've seen that with Denver. You see what what um, the Lakers are doing now, and, and the guys that they acquired. Um, and you're starting to see it around the league. You know, it's a copycat league. So I think what the the, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers have done is they they brought in Max Struess um, on that four year, sixty three million dollar deal. <laughs> kind of overpaid, uh, in my opinion. But nonetheless, if that's what it's worth to them. Then you know, then, then that's what you give them. And then they brought the uh, the one kid out of uh, from um, Philly as well. Well, uh, Ning, Nang, I can't pronounce his last name, but um, he agreed to, uh, not yes, uh, three years, $26 million, um, as well. You know, kind of the same type of player or same type of role player as Max Cruz uh, for sure. So, you know, they want to shore up that, you know, that depth um, because the way they went out last season, um, you know, to those Knicks, um, you know, it just put too much on Donovan Mitchell uh, for sure. So he didn't get that much rest, especially I think in the, in the last two games where they needed him to go almost for full 48. So I think they, they did a good job of uh, of getting those guys in there, getting some guys that have, have that experience. Um, the playoff experience, in this case, you know, finals experience, um, and being around quality guys. So I think they did an, uh, a, a good job up to this point uh, to get some of those key role players. Um, I think they overpaid for them a little bit, especially with Struess. But again, that's you know that's their money. I'm not I'm not here to tell someone how to spend their money. But nonetheless, um, good moves up to this point for sure. You know, Kev, Kev uh, I looked at that Cleveland team and. Um, I was surprised at the Max Struess. I think Struess is a good ball player, uh, but I was surprised at that move given given their their uh, exit with you know against the Knicks because it, it appeared to me that their problem was not at the guard position. Their problem was they were not tough enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Their big guys got beat up against the Knicks. Um, they just, they yeah. didn't play the boards well. Um, they just got beat up, and and um, I don't think they did a whole lot. They they've got a great young core. They're very talented. Yeah, uh, but I just didn't think they were tough, and I don't think they did anything to shore that up. Maybe Nia, yeah, I mean, Nia, maybe. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think Struce, if you look at him, he, I mean, he he does play defense. I mean, you got to look at he's from the uh, the, the Eric Spolster, uh, you know, that that circle, if you will. That you know, they they preach defense first and foremost. Uh, so maybe they looked at it. Maybe that was a you know selling point, or maybe that was something that you know JB uh, Bickerstaff and those guys and Mike uh, Mike Gansey, the uh, GM there. Maybe that's what they were looking at, and maybe they threw that in there. But yeah, I agree with you there, Tim. I, I sure enough agree with you there. They just weren't tough enough, um, and you saw you saw that in. Um, and Donovan Mitchell's play as well. He seemed to back off when the Knicks started to, uh, you know, beat him up a little bit. So I definitely agree with you there. Okay. All right. I'm 
coming to Tony. Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings. Um, oh, man, wow. I, I, I'm going to say this, is that they're going to be really tough. And uh, all the teams around the league, they better not sleep on Sacramento this coming season because they were able to retain and resign a lot of their key guys. Um, our guy Sabonis got a huge raise, um, $217 million. Next year, um, he's going to make $30 million, and then he has a four-year extension behind that of $200 million. So going into next year, his salary is going to be an $8 million raise. Uh, kudos to him on all that money. <laughs> they uh, they re-signed uh, Alex Lynn. He returns for a one-year deal at the veteran minimum of, you know, $3 million. Sasha gets uh, – you know, re-signed again, three-year deal, $20 million. Um, Trey Lyles, he returns again with a two-year deal, $16 million. Um, You still have uh, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is getting $54 million for three years. Um, and uh, so they're pretty solid. And, you know, uh, uh, you guys talked about Bruce Brown. So, um, they were able to pick up Chris Duarte from Indiana Pacers because when they signed Bruce Brown, they had to free up some some cap space. So they were able to unload uh, Duarte uh, to Sacramento. And uh, so that was a good pickup for Sacramento too as well. 6'6 guard. He made the all-rookie team. Um, you know, so he's a solid player to actually be able to, you know, to back up uh, some key guys. And then when you look at their roster, you look at their backcourt, you got De'Aaron Fox, man, uh, Davion Mitchell, and then you got those guys backing them up, shooting guards, Kevin Hunter, Malik Monk, your small forwards is Ligon, um, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Keegan Murray, and then, of course, Chris, you know, Duarte is going to be – you know, alongside of him, Harrison Barnes and, and, and uh, you know, Sasha playing your power forwards. And then Sabonis, of course, is playing in the middle. And they actually have Trey Lyles and Alex Lynn, um, like three centers. So they got a pretty solid ball club. And guys know each other. They've been playing together um, for a while. So, I mean, I would not sleep on them. Looks like they're going to be pretty, pretty darn good, like a playoff contending team. Well, I want this. This is a question to the group, and we're talking about Sabonis. I, I don't know if he's a center in the NBA. I agree, Doug. I agree. I, I thought I, that was puzzling. I, I, I agree as well, and I think that's why um, Trey Lyles and in in this uh, the kid Alex is going to probably be more. Uh, uh, in an integral role, playing in that position, more let him play that that power forward spot because those guys are seven footers, and I think that that'll allow Sabonis to play more, um, you know, the stretch four or power four, power forward, um, you know what I mean? Because that's where he's really, really uh, mostly he's better suited there. You know, he's strong yeah, inside. I was just gonna say that the last time we seen somebody that small playing in the and the middle was uh, Wes Unsel, and but he had a lot of beef with him. But uh, yeah, I think you guys are right. I think I think he should end up being a 
a power forward. So I'm going to move over to uh, Larry and talk about the Washington Wizards. Did we lose, Larry? I am. I'm here. You hear me? He's back now. We got him back now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I apologize. We got storms out here. Um, yeah, the wizard. Put the red cups up. Yeah. Oh, I need the red cups. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, listen, they got Kyle Kuzma. Um, you know, he just signed that 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 huge deal, sixty-two million. Um, they they got you know Paul in. He's out. You know, Beal is out. Uh, Jordan Poole is there. Um, they still have Daniel Gallagher. Uh, I can't say it. What we got from Boston? Gallinera. Um, they they don't have they don't have a great deal. It looks like they're trying to you know people are just running their draft picks in trades and the money laundering or the player laundering is being done down there in Washington. Um, I don't know if Poole. Yeah, I don't know if Poole ends up staying there. Or if they're going to unload, somebody's going to want him. Um, Kuzma's a good ball player. You know, the young fellow Blau, the rookie that they just uh, um, uh, drafted, I think it's going to be good, but he's still a rookie. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing there. Again, I kind of think that this is just like a, a transaction area for, for a great deal of the league. Um, I, Yeah, Kuzma, again, yeah, I don't know what direction they could go. They could go and – yeah, I, as a as a team, they're the fifteenth most profitable team in the league because you're in Washington. But as we have seen, there doesn't seem to be a great deal to attract ball players down there, uh, which is you know unusual to be playing in such a nice city. Um, so yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is with with Washington that doesn't allow them to get players. Um, because, again, you've got Kyle, you've got Jordan Poole, you've got the young fella, and then you've got a bunch of, you know, some, some retreads in there. Um, I think they need some front office work in order to, to change their image, uh, to start attracting some players to one of the better cities in America. So uh, right now, again, it's a, I think it's just a transaction uh, staging area. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking the same thing, Larry, because they're a major market, and it's a yeah. great city. Uh, for 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 people to want to live in, um, so it's got to be the organization. Yeah, yeah, beautiful place. because because yeah, the fans in DC are when they're winning, they're some great fans. Yeah, and they still show up. Yeah, you know, to to, to be as poor as they are and have the 15th ranked uh, uh, team in the league, you know, tells you that they do have a fan base. Um, so I don't know what's going on with them, but they've been like this for quite a while. Um, it's yeah. never been a destination. Uh, Larry, it's Snyder. Yeah. Does he own them too? Who's that? Snyder? <laughs> no, no, no. I think no. Ted Leonsis. <laughs> who, who owns that? <laughs> I think it's Ted Leonsis. I think it's a real, real estate guy, real wealthy guy. So they got plenty oh, of money. Okay. Ah, uh, thank you. All right. Uh, moving to What Princess, What about Golden State? I know that's one of your favorites. <laughs> well, I, I don't really know what to say about Golden State except for I guess they decided, um, and maybe I should have taken the hint, 
um, from Kevin or at least um, Steve Kerr being on, on Draymond's podcast that he was coming back. But they wanted to keep the core together, and that is Clay Thompson and, and, and Curry and now Draymond. And, and I guess maybe they let Draymond talk all the trash about I'm, I'm the reason they won all the championships. I don't understand adding Chris Paul, um, but, you know, especially yeah. since he, um, you know, is always injured and not always available, but they say that he is going to be a big help like he was to Aiden in improving his game and his shooting percentage. He'll do the same thing for that young man, um, Kaminga. And um, so let, let's see what happens. But I don't understand their pieces. I did say, you know, in my defense, that Jordan Poole wouldn't be there. And, and that is true. I think they – and, and he, look at Jordan Poole was willing, or maybe he wasn't, I don't know. He was willing to go to the Washington <laughs> um, to, to Washington willing. to get away. Yeah, and but I don't think he wanted to be there. So and 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 I, I don't know if he was willing to go to Washington, but I don't think he wanted to be with the Golden State Warriors. And maybe I'm putting, you know, um, I'm saying words that I, I really don't know about. I also thought that Iguodala was was going to retire, and that's not happening. And it seems like they're keeping Wiggins. So um, the core is there. Let's see what else happens. And then they they have Chris Paul, who if nothing else is going to. Um, to be a leader, but there's been so much said about Draymond and him volunteering that he's never liked Chris Paul. So let's see where that goes. Well, the you know, really? thing about Iguodala, you know, he's going to be uh, you know, uh, Hassan's uh, replacement only just with Golden State. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a, a, the you the new Udonis Haslin. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, you know, yeah. they 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 love him. They don't want to get rid of him. So, mm-hmm. all right, that's good. That's good information. Let's go back to Tim with uh, San Antonio. You got a, a seven foot five guy, uh, Tim. I think I think the um, the future is looking bright in San Antonio. Uh, I think this guy is a transformational player. I think he's one of those players like when Jabbar came into the league, who was Alcindor at the time, who immediately makes an impact on a, on a franchise and, and they become a contender. Um, I think he's going to have that kind of impact from what I've seen with his skill set. And he's playing for one of the best coaches in the league, uh, Greg Popovich. Um, I think they had some, some pieces already um, that, um, that with Wimbanyama, um, they can make some noise. This guy Sokam is not bad from Baylor uh, that they that they had. Uh, uh, Doug McDermott's a good shooter from Creighton. Uh, he's a little little, you know, he's been in the league for a while now, but he's a he's a he's a really good scorer. They've got some pieces, and I think not this year. They're not going to compete for a title, but I think they're going to be in the playoffs. And I think you look two years, three years down the line. And they get another good draft under their belt. Um, the Spurs are going to be back. Okay. Coach, I see. All right. Well, I want to come to uh, Will. Will, let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I mean, it starts with uh, DeMar DeRozan. And with him, he got one of the best uh, scorers in the league uh, to build around. Um, we got some uh, good young talent around him. And we got Kobe White. Uh, keeps getting better and better. They got the soon move, good, you know, defensive guy, gives them some energy off the bench. I think Caruso's back. Uh, this, 
But I just think at this stage, I mean, what's their ceiling? I mean, we're looking at a, a six or seven seed. I think they made the play-in game uh, this year. So they're definitely going to have to add some if they want to take that next step. It's still early in free agency. We'll see what kind of moves they make. I mean, Zach Levine's going to be back, another good player, uh, Vukovic. So I think they got a good core of young players. You know, got DeRozan who can uh, take over a game, but probably just a player or two away before we can talk about them being a legit contender in the East. Okay, guys, and this is for the whole group. Why are we hearing so many rumors about Zach Levine trying to get rid of him? No. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great question, Coach. I don't understand it either. I know he was rumored to go to the uh, uh, to the Heat, and I was I was all gun ho for that if they couldn't land Damian Lillard. But uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I don't understand why they they want to get rid of him, Coach. Um, I think he's an excellent talent uh, for sure. And I think it's someone they're definitely going to need. They're desperately going to need, especially. I think Alonzo Ball is out for the season uh, uh, this coming up this coming up season um, as well. So I know they signed Kobe White, but to get rid of a talent like uh, Zach Levine and you can pair him up with the Demar Derozan, it's a head scratcher for me, Coach. I really don't have an answer for it. But if they want to get rid of him, hey, you call you know Pat Riley Field and calls. I'm pretty sure so you may <laughs> want to reach out to us. <laughs> yeah, I th- you know what I think he's I think he probably just from the outsider looking in. I think he probably feels undervalued, unappreciated, uh, the things that he has done at, yeah, at a high sure. level. But, you know, all the way from the dunk contest robberies, you know, to, to, to his play, he is a real baller. If he was somewhere else, uh, I think he's, you know, considered top, you know, top ten ball players in the league, and he doesn't yeah, get that sure. shine there for some reason. Um, if he goes to Miami, man, man, that, that would be something. So, yeah, um, I, I, and, again, that's just an outsider looking in. Anything other than that, you don't hear anything really about him. All right, uh, Princess, uh, you hear Kevin talk about ball and missing this year, but rumor is that he might be finished altogether because of that knee. Anybody really? else hear that speculation? Yeah, oh, you not. know, and, and I won't I won't elaborate too much, but I've been reading that a lot is that, it's not just this one year that he's going to be up. They're afraid that they're going to have to, I don't know, some medical assignment or something like that. So um, obviously, you know, but that's all I've heard or, or read is that that, yeah. that is a possibility. And um, he seems to be taking his off season pretty lightly, or maybe he's just, you know, has accepted it because I've seen him out and about. Or one of two things, Prentice. Or maybe both. Maybe he has insurance on that knee. Or he's going to sit back and say, hey, Mello Ball just signed that big contract. Like maybe he can lend me some couple a couple dollars. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but you know but I, I would never say never to an injury because if anybody can come back like Sean Livingston, I he had to have the worst luck ever. Wow. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm getting ready to come to uh, my man Tony, L.A. Clippers. Tony, what 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 are they trying to do out there, Tyrone Lou? Man, uh, the L.A. Clippers. They are. They're trying. They're trying to build. They're trying. They're trying to keep their young players. You know. Um, 
you know, on the roster, but at the same time they're, they're trying to, you know, mesh the right guys around, uh, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And if you can just keep those guys healthy, keep them out there on the floor, you know, and help those young guys develop, they'll be a really good uh, a really good franchise, really good team. But for some reason, there's always something that comes up. I can't put my finger on it, Dave. You know, you, you got you got one of the greatest owners, you know, to back you up with whatever you need. Uh, they just somehow just can't just they just can't get the roster together, you know, so that they can actually really really make a run out there in the West. And on paper, they always look so good. Yeah, but they, for some reason, it's always one reason or another. They just can't get. I don't know. I don't. I I, have, I can't put my finger on it. But yeah, I've heard. I've heard that that most of the players in the league, uh, almost unanimously, agree that the Clippers have the best roster in basketball. They just can't stay healthy. Right. Right. And the other thing, the other point that you know you guys are making too is that I don't know have they ever played look together look a half a season. No. <laughs> no. Not not George and Kawhi. That that's, that's part of the issue. Yeah, yeah. All right, get ready to come uh, to Tim and see if we can talk about them Houston Rockets. Seems like they're trying to make some moves. Yeah, Doug, but I I think they're a ways away. Um, uh, I was glad they got off of that James Harden train, if you're a Houston Rockets fan, um, because that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, They're they're a young team that's got some good pieces, um, but they're – and, and I think they made some good moves uh, in um, the free agency. Uh, I'm not a big Dylan Brooks fan, and I didn't quite understand that move, but he's a good player. He can play. Uh, he just sort of fell apart after he started running his mouth during the during the playoffs this year. He couldn't handle the pressure. Um, so I'm surprised they gave him as big a deal as they did. Uh, Fred, Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet, I think, is a, is a really good addition to the team. Um, he will help with that roster. Uh, I think they uh, made a couple of good draft picks with Cam Whitmore out of Villanova. I think that was a steal, one of the steals of the draft, because he was projected to go much higher than he did. Um, uh, and Houston was able to pick him up. And Amin Thompson uh, was uh, was another guy that, uh, that I think they did real well to get uh, early in the draft. Um, but they're not – to me, and, and, and it could just be me, but I think there's there's uh, an indication, a very strong indication, that the 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 day of that small ball is over. I mean, you, you got to deal with Denver if you're out out there, and they're not big. The Golden State Warriors are not big. Um, you got the Joker to deal with out there. Now you've got M- uh, Wimbenyama to be to deal with. Those guys are going to be around for a while. Uh, you've got uh, big fella Davis at uh, at the Lakers, who's who's able to hold his own. Um, and really, in terms of the, if you're talking about trying to win a championship, you've got to get big, and and you've got to have an answer for for the Joker. Uh, and right now, I think the only one that does 
to the Philadelphia 76ers. I think Embiid's the only guy that can play him one-on-one. Uh, that's, if he so, doesn't, that's if he doesn't dodge him, though. <laughs> he right, plays a lot right. of dodgeball when it comes to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, when he's played him head-to-head, he's done very well against Jokic. Um, so I, I, I think the Rockets have made some good moves, but I think they're still a little too small. Okay. I want to come to Larry and finish this up. Let's talk about Memphis. Yeah. Wow. Well, we know Moran's going to be out for a while, so uh, hopefully he could get himself together. I thought it was a fantastic move to bring over Marcus Smart, um, along with Derrick Rose, who's now back home, uh, who will probably retire there. Um, I, I think the locker room changes. Uh, I think there's finally a grown-up in the locker room. Obviously, this has been a talented team the entire time. And I think it's a blessing in disguise or the addition of by bringing these guys in and being able to take over that locker room while uh, Morant is gone. So by the time he walks back in, it will be a, it, it, there will be just be a new, a, a new house. It won't be the same house that he left with. Um, so I, I think that will be a great advantage to them. Um, they also, in the draft, I don't know if you know, many people know, the yeah, Gigi Jackson is the number one recruit coming out of South Carolina uh, when he was in high school. Now, he's had some problems with maybe all SEC teams, uh, freshman teams, but he's probably had some maturity problems while uh, playing down there in the SEC also. Um, so to have him, and he's a big kid, 6'9", 215, um, so they'll have a big presence down there with, you know, some of the others that they already have with uh, defensive players that they have. Um, I think what they really did need was uh, the maturity in the locker room, and they have that. Um, Bain will have to take a step uh, this year, um, which I think he can. Um, and I don't want to underestimate losing Dylan. Um, I know Dylan played himself and was a, a moron, but, you know, Unfortunately, that team allowed him to do that, including ownership and, and coaches allowed him to go ahead and do that, and it backfired, um, and he is out. Or, you know, uh, they had to allow him to do it because you could have pulled him and sat him down and, and, asked, and, and had some real conversations with him. So, um, uh, But Dylan, I think, is still a, a player that on another team. I can't remember who he went to. I know you guys were talking about it. We'll be okay. But I do love the moves that they made here. I think it benefits them uh, with the core that they have already. Um, I think that they're going to be okay and a better playoff team this year than they were last year. Just to add uh, to that, um, Larry, I I don't think that they're going to skip a beat to start the season off, you know, not not having a job there for the first 25 games. I think with that group that – you know, that's still remaining in some of the moves they made, I don't think they're going to skip a beat at all. I think Josh is going to, you know, be that guy that's going to come in and just be that extra oomph for them. But they're going, they're going to be super competitive, man. They're going to win games, even without Josh. Yeah. 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 yeah and I, and I, can, if, if, Steven, uh, too, if Steven Adams can stay healthy, you know, and mm-hmm. Darren yeah. Jackson yeah. is healthy, they're pretty big, too. Yeah, Darren Jackson. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it, yeah that's, that's a very good point there. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, is Luke Kennard still on the team, or did they trade him? I thought I thought that there were some rumors. I, I wasn't sure. I, no, I, I think he's added. still on it. I think he's still there. 
Okay. Yeah, still there. Uh, and and, yeah, and still... a drop dead a drop dead shooter. Um, they yeah. are loaded. And to your point, I do, I agree. I don't think they skip. Um, I think they're better than they were last year. Uh, immediately. I think I think smart and like you guys like Tony them said. I think smart and Rose solidifies that locker room, which yes. is going to pay off on the court. If you can yep. get that mm-hmm. together, I think hey, that's half the battle right there. For sure. Yeah. And, th- and those are two ball players that could get in your face, and it'd be okay. Uh, they've yep. earned they've earned the right to get in into anybody's face. Uh, and, and deal with that, and I think that's what was needed there. Yeah, and, and you know, you think, you think, yeah, yeah, that's a very good point, Larry. You think about the the, you know, I think I think the Memphis Grizzlies, and I was talking to Princess about this on the thread. I think um, they're sort of like the the bad boys light. Um, you know, they're they're trying to be like the Detroit Pistons were. Just remember, <laughs> they had Joe Dumars, and they had yeah. Isaiah, uh, and they had Vinny who were veterans mm-hmm. on that team, who were able to yeah. keep uh, Dennis Rodman and, and these guys kind of, right. you know, they would keep, keep them kind of stable as far as that goes, even though they made a little noise, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 you know, they kind of kept those guys together. And Memphis was missing that. They had the talent, but they're missing it. They were missing I agree. it. But I think they made some good moves. And, and that was a great point with that too, uh, uh, Tim, because, for a while, because of the veteran leadership with the microwave and Joe Dumars and Isaiah, they kept Rodman intact. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rick Mullins. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to have that. You got to have that. I am hoping that the Grizzlies are very successful and they show John Moran either, okay, you get in line just yeah. a little bit, you know, um, and that the the game goes on without you. He's a he's a raw talent, mm-hmm. but um, he's so immature. And I'm hoping that they do have such good success, and that he comes in and kind of you know um, becomes a part of a more mature team. And Dylan Brooks, I, I like what Tim said. He's not a bad player. He just talked, sold a whole lot of wood tickets that he couldn't yeah. back up. And right. the 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 Grizzlies themselves said in the front office said we're we're not going to negotiate. With Dylan Brooks going forward, um, now or in the future, that was powerful to say. That means they didn't want him back. Yeah, yeah. and Princess, you kind of you kind of touched on a point that I was going to make, Princess. But just to add on to what you were saying is, when John Morant comes back, and and I do hope that they, as you guys mentioned, do hope they have a successful season in the time that he is out, because that's going to show us, you know, when John Morant gets back what type of player he is. He's going to walk into, he's going to now know, I think someone said, you know, he's walking into a new house. Now he has guys oh, yeah. there that's going to say, you know, you, now you're going to have to wipe your feet before you come into this house because, you know, we're not <laughs> dealing with all that. We're not doing all that mess. We're not dealing with all that mess. Wipe your Exactly. So now we're going to see if Java Rock comes in and buys into whatever, you know, buys into what is going on there, providing that it is successful, or is he going to come in there and immediately ask for a trade or something like that? And that's where we're going to see, you know, because it's going to be one of those two things, in my opinion. Because I wouldn't be surprised if Java Rock comes in there and he gets his ego checked, um, if you will, saying, oh, well, these guys don't need me, so I don't need to be here. You guys are doing fine when I'm out, go, go elsewhere or what have you. But, you know, hopefully he'll be mature enough. This time away from the, the time away from the Grizzlies will will mature him. But, you know, that remains to be seen. 
Yeah, it appears to me another too, that, that with John Morant, John Morant's issue is not on the court. It's it's off the court. Right. Um, right. You know. Yeah. He, you know. He he plays well. Mm-hmm. You, I'm gonna tell you something really <laughs> ironic. You know, as long as he's been John's been in the league, who has he been compared to? The one person that he is always compared to is Rose. And as good yeah. as Ja yeah. is, he still is not what what Rose was when he came into the league and was MVP. So yeah, he's going to sit down and be humbled by as good as you think you were, I'm not even going to need to say that I was better than you, and this is what I went through, and these are some of the steps you need to. So I think he's going to be humbled Without you know, when a big dog walks into the room, doesn't even need to speak. Yeah, they could. They could. Y'all brought they up could a, a you brought up a point too about uh, Dylan Brooks. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. And I hear Tim say it. I was really surprised that he got twenty million. So I, I felt that maybe Larry negotiated his contract. Yes, indeed. <laughs> $80, 80 million. You got an $80 million. <laughs> yeah, $20 million a year. That LeBron team. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Look, it's like Oprah. Everybody gets paid in this league. You get paid. You get a you car. Get you get $20 million. Come on now. Yeah. The numbers don't I'm look like they got to. It's been a pleasure, man, doing this this year with you guys, man. So, I'm going to turn it over to Princess, and uh, hopefully God will, we'll be able to do this again next year. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Will Harris, Tony Coleman, Larry Tisdale, Tim Moore, um, and Kevin Walker. I think that's everybody. Duck Riley, again, happy 80th birthday, Duck Riley. Um, you're looking <laughs> good. Hey, uh, uh, Princess, before we go, I just want the other guys to know, uh, Jason's not here. He's part of the spy That's gate. That's right, Jason. <laughs> He's part of the spy gate. So, hey, we need to find out exactly where he is, Larry. So, once he hits Jersey, let me know because that means he, right. he's been de- delayed a little bit. So, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about anybody, but I'm just putting it out there. Jason, and nobody's fine on West Virginia before the Penn State game. <laughs> but whatever lets you sleep at drink. night, Duck. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, have I, a great evening. Mention, All right, you yes, too, Thank you. Yes, sir. Oh. Yes. I, I just mentioned, you know, keep your eye on the Boston Celtics. Um, you know, I think they may pull a surprise here with uh, with my man out of with Dame Dollar because uh, they've got draft picks, and yeah, they uh, if they could throw mm-hmm. if they could throw Brown into a into a mix uh, with some draft picks, they they might do something here. They might surprise us all. Yeah, it will be interesting because obviously Miami's not able to pull this off. Tim, you always come up with something, homeboy. I I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that Brown is, Brown is not happy because they keep putting his name up for a trade, okay. man. He's getting tired of that, yeah. man. He's getting tired of that. He's yeah. getting tired yeah. of that. All that shit. He's not, he's not happy right now. Brown and he's from the happy. Pacific Northwest, too. I think he went to Oregon, didn't he? No, Cal- Ooh, I, couldn't he what, I couldn't hear what you said, Tim. He's from the, he's from the West. Uh, I was getting ready to say he went to Oregon, but I think he went to the Cal. Same, uh, Jay Brown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I hope they stay call, together. Yeah. I hope that that team could could really make some noise. I hope they stay stay together yeah. um, from this yeah. point. They're good. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Hey, Chris, give me this, on my on my way out. Give me a little robot music. <laughs> oh, Duck! <laughs> Duck! I don't I don't know what some, some robot. Give him, uh, give Kevin, him give me smirk. a song that's got some some good music for him. Kevin, you know the oh, wow. what, what? He got some smirk uh, in him. <laughs> give him the uh the, the uh what is that the uh the funk one uh, what is it called I, I can't think of it coach. More bounce um, No, nah, what was it? What's the name? He's not gonna uh, last for just a couple of seconds anyway. I don't, I don't, what's that song that I used to play for you, Doug? Gosh. Yeah, I can't think of it either. But uh, putting an earth wind and fire. So that works anytime. That works anytime. Oh, yeah. it's worse when the fire works anytime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. <laughs> Here we go. There it is. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.